Well, good morning. It's good to be back this morning. Glad to have you here with us uh, this morning. Want to welcome those who are online with us, whether you're there on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. Be sure to do all those things that you need to do there to get the word out even more to let others know that we're having church. But we just wanted to welcome you as well as our phone live streaming folks. Uh, glad to have you with us this morning also. If you have access to the website, I encourage you to go to highlandbaptistchurch.com. It's under the info tab. You can download today's worship bulletin. Uh, if you need those in person, they're at the doors as you came in or in the windowsills uh, to my right and left. Uh, also, our children's worship bulletins are under that same info link there. You can download those, or they're in the windowsill over here to my right if you need those in person. There's two different ones. One's for ages 3 and up, one for ages 7 and up. So I encourage you to take the time to pick those up uh, and to use those, uh, as well as to send that link from the website there uh, to others also, or to print them off yourself to hand out to others. And then also, don't forget our prayer list is there. Uh, under that info link also. I uh, want to encourage you. That's a vital resource that we have. Uh, if you need the paper copy, uh, they are in the uh, displays outside the office underneath the TV uh, in this hallway out here. So be sure to pick up one of those so you can be praying through that prayer list uh, throughout the week as we get ready to update that again. Uh, we won't be doing that this coming Wednesday as we'll be having Vacation Bible School uh, this week. And so just as a reminder, too, uh, for our choir, we won't be having practice uh, this Wednesday night or the following Wednesday night. Uh, so we'll have two weeks that we won't have practice again. So uh, keep our choir in prayer as some of those, some individuals are going to be singing some specials uh, in that interim time. And then we're working on also getting ready to sing a patriotic uh, piece coming up uh, right before July the 4th. If you want to come and join us uh, in our choir, I encourage you to do that in a couple of weeks as we rejoin with our choir practices. But glad to have you here this morning. Uh, looking forward to a wonderful service brother Mike if you'll come and lead us in our hymn. well we've had a wonderful start to our service today stand and sing with us on hymn number four to God be the glory join with the choir as they sing number four ladies
great and mighty things he has done, and especially as you take a moment to look at our missionary moment in your bulletins there about Trevor Yoakum, who is serving the sub-Saharan African peoples. Uh, and in fact, uh, the, there were two Togolese men who had asked uh, Trevor uh, how to become a healthy biblical church. And so he took the scriptures and began to go through with them some biblical characteristics of a, of a healthy church and helping them to grow uh, their churches. And spending, he spent some time focusing on each one of those characteristics. And in just a few months, uh, those Togolese church leaders uh, have been seeing the efforts of their new understanding uh, of the scriptures. And so we want to pray for them and their theological education, uh, praying for the leaders uh, as they take uh, what they learn and apply it uh, to their ministry. So we want to uplift our missionaries in prayer this morning, but we also want to be praying for Vacation Bible School uh, this morning. If We want you to watch this video, and then I have a few more words to say about it before we go to the Lord in prayer. is everything. Spin the spinner. Beat the clock. Skip ahead. During Twists and Turns VBS, you'll play your way through fun locations and discover that following Jesus changes the game. Experience the Bible study game room. Make memories that last in wildcard crafts. Sing songs at Level Up Music. Take a turn at Multiplayer Missions. Play the game at Ready, Set, Wreck. Recharge at Skip Ahead Snacks. And slide into high energy fun at Twists and Turns Worship Rally. As God makes his ways known to you and teaches you his paths, you'll learn that Jesus is here to guide you through all the twists and turns in life. And even when you mess up, it's not game over. Be part of the action and sign up today. Summer fun included. Summer fun is included. <laughs> Sorry, you'll have to go to the next one there so it'll stop it. Uh, we, are, we are starting tomorrow night, and we want to recognize in our time of prayer this morning those who are vacation Bible school workers in any way that you're working with Bible school. Would you just stand for a moment uh, because we want to see who you are so we can be uplifting you in prayer. We have some of our youth who are going to be involved also. Let's give these people a hand. And if you would just stay standing for a moment, we're going to pray for our missionaries as well as pray for you. So let's go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for the blessing and the wonderful opportunity that we have every Sunday to support our missionaries on the field. We thank you for Trevor Yoakum and his family who are serving the sub-Saharan African peoples there. Lord, we pray for the theological education of those leaders. Uh, we pray for those churches that they will continue to grow and to become healthy churches. And we just ask your blessings upon them and your protection upon them as you provide 
provide for their every need. And Father, we want to uplift our Vacation Bible School this week. Uh, Lord, it's a wonderful opportunity that we have to share the gospel with kids. Uh, Lord, it's more than just the decorations. It's more than just the fun and the food uh, and meeting new people. Uh, Lord, it's all about sharing with these kids and their families Jesus Christ. And so, Father, I pray that you will bless each and every one of these workers uh, in whatever way and capacity that they are helping, that you will use them, Lord, to be a witness through their actions, through their words. If they're just a person who's, who's monitoring the halls for us uh, or whether they are a teacher uh, teaching the Word of God in one of those classes, wherever it may be in the spectrum there, Father, we just ask your blessings upon them. Provide for uh, them to give them wisdom and discernment as they teach these children. And Father, we pray that we'll see souls come to know Jesus as their Lord and Savior. And we just pray for a blessed, safe week this week during our Vacation Bible School. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You can be seated. Thank you so much for volunteering to help uh, with Vacation Bible School. I want to remind you uh, also, especially if you're at home, uh, that you can go to our church website to do our on, your online giving there. Uh, go to HighlandBaptistChurch.com. Go to the far right-hand side. Click the Give Online tab. Real easy platform there that you can set that up. You can even do that in person uh, if you wish to do that. There's also some designated offerings that you can do uh, there too, so I encourage you to take the time to do that. You should have offering envelopes in front of you if you're here in person, and then you can just place those in the offering plates at the front or at the doors as you leave. But we just wanted to say welcome again. I think that's all the announcements that I had. So, Brother Mike, turn it back over to you. Join us now as we sing our next hymn, and I'll try not to break out into a southern gospel here on this one, but uh, you never know what's going to happen with this song. Uh, join us as we sing 135, Nothing But the Blood.
haven't given him your heart, don't leave here today without doing that very thing. So, 514 is our next hymn. Stand with us this time. We'll sing When We All Get to Heaven. I think the older we get, the more we like this song. <laughs> Ladies? I didn't bring any ropes with me this morning to do any magic tricks with. <laughs> Just so you know, I watch the services when I'm away. <laughs> so, and uh, I certainly won't be preaching as short as Brother Nathan did either. <laughs> so, <laughs> so sorry about that. <laughs> John chapter 14, verse 1 through verse 6. We're going to actually be spending uh, a couple of months here in the Gospel of John as we come to this last message, really, that Jesus has to share with his disciples and with us before he goes to the cross. And, and there's a lot that he has to say uh, in this message. Uh, first and foremost, he begins it with this part in verse 1 through verse 6 that I've entitled, One Way. 
uh, looking at the life of Jesus. So John chapter 14, verse 1 through verse 6. Let's stand as we read God's word in honor of his word. Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself, that where I am you may be also. And you know the way to where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just want to thank you for your word this morning. And I pray, Heavenly Father, that you will speak your truth into our hearts and our lives this morning to help us to see that there is only one way to heaven, and that is through the precious blood of Jesus Christ. So bless your word this morning. May it move in our hearts to bring those who are lost to salvation and those who are saved to a closer walk with you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You can be seated. You know, there are so many songs about heaven and many thoughts about heaven. Years ago, uh, there was a, a secular group called Los Lonely Boys who had a song that asked the question, how far is heaven? The answer is, is that heaven can be as close as your heart or it can be an eternity away. You know, contrary to one worldview uh, that says the only way there, there, the only heaven there is, is the happiness that we experience here on this earth, Jesus Christ definitely believed in a place called heaven. In the very passage that we're looking at here, uh, in verse 1 through verse 4, Jesus is talking to his disciples, uh, and he's talking there uh, about going to prepare a place for them. He's talking about his, his father's house that has many rooms. Uh, he said, he's talking there about heaven. You know, the Bible itself ends in the book of Revelation, uh, talking about a new heaven and a new earth where God's people will live forever together with him. So assuming that both the Son of God and the Word of God God told the truth about heaven, the even bigger question is this, how do you get there? Now the predominant worldview is that there are many ways to get to heaven and that one way is just as good as another and no way is better than the other. Interestingly enough, uh, there was uh, most people who believe in heaven believe they're going there. In fact, in a recent poll, 85% of Americans said they believed in heaven, and more than 87% of Americans believed that they were most likely to go to heaven. Only 13% thought they might not make it. There are a lot of people who think they're going to heaven, but they aren't. Because when you think about it, there are three things that are absolutely necessary if anybody's going to heaven. First of all, you've got to believe uh, in a heaven that there is a such place as a heaven. Secondly, you've got to want to go to heaven, but most importantly, you have to know the way to get to heaven. So Jesus had just finished telling his disciples that he was going to heaven, that he was going to prepare a place in heaven for them so they could spend eternity with him as well. And you remember there in verse 5, one of the disciples, Thomas, who we refer to many times as Doubting Thomas, uh, replied to Jesus uh, in verse 5 there, and he said, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? 
And, and I want you to notice what Jesus says in verse 6, that Jesus doesn't just give an, an answer. He literally drops a bomb in their laps, a, a nuclear option. He gave the mother of all politically incorrect statements. Uh, he made a claim that if it's true means that every other religion in this world is dead wrong. Because Jesus often shocked people with teachings that, that cut across the grain of human nature uh, and that was diametrically opposed to what most people thought. I mean, think about some of the things that Jesus said. He said the way to save your life is to lose it. He said the first will be last and the last will be first. He said this, rejoice when you're persecuted. I mean, who wants to do that? None of us. He says pray for your enemies. That's totally contrary to what the world says. He said, turn the other cheek. He said, it's better to give than receive. So without question, the most outrageous in-your-face statement that Jesus ever said in his entire life is in the key verse that we're looking at today here in verse 6, when Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life. Now, if that's all Jesus had said, that would have been enough. But he says here in the last part, no one comes to the Father except through me, just in case you were wondering if there was any other way. And so notice uh, what he says here. Uh, that, that one statement, even today, raises more people's blood pressure and makes their, their blood boil than any other statement that you can make about any other subject. In fact, years ago, Charles Templeton, uh, who used to preach with Billy Graham until he rejected Christianity uh, and became an agnostic, he put the argument this way. Here's what he said. Christians are a small minority in the world. He said approximately four of every five people on the face of the earth believe in gods other than the Christian God. He said the more than five billion people who live on earth uh, revere or worship more than 300 gods. He said if one includes the animist or tribal religions, that number rises to more than 3,000. He said, are we to believe that only Christians are right? I want to tell you this morning, the word of God is right. And to say that and to believe that in today's society with today's predominant non-biblical worldview, when you say there's only one way, the world thinks you're arrogant, bigoted, narrow-minded, and worst of all, intolerant. It's intolerance. People today are willing to, to tolerate any viewpoint except the viewpoint that claims to be uniquely true. And so I want to emphasize that, that I believe we Christians should be tolerant if we understand tolerance properly. Tolerance used to mean, even though I may not agree with you, I respect your right to believe as you do. In that sense, I want to be tolerant. But the definition of tolerance has undergone a radical transformation. Basically, tolerance today means that all beliefs, all values, all lifestyles, all truth claims are all equally true. No one truth is absolute. All truth is relative. And what's true for you may not be true for me. And what's true for me may not be true for you. And we're to see all viewpoints as equal. Let me take this one statement that Jesus Christ here uh, says. And if this statement is true, it's the most important truth that you'll ever be told. And it has to be true for everyone. On the other hand, if it was a false statement, it's the biggest lie that we've ever been told. And it, ha and it has to be false for everyone. 
It's the duty of every honest person to figure out which is it. Is it true or is it false? In fact, there's a war of the worlds going on even today that's still going on. The war of, the war of worldviews and biblical uh, worldviews, which holds that there is one way and only one way to heaven. Uh, and that means that these three things I want you to see this morning have to be true. Here's the first, that we cannot rely on religion to get us to heaven. You cannot rely on religion to get us to heaven. Now, one of the consistent threads that runs through every religion in the world is that religion is the way to heaven. Uh, that's one of the predominant worldviews that dominates world thinking about heaven and how to get there today. Someone once said that the most important thing you can say about religion is that it's a good thing for all of us to have. It doesn't matter what you believe as long as you believe in something. Now that exposes really the first myth about religion that we have to dismiss, and that's that all religions are basically the same. The worldview, this worldview says that, that all religions fundamentally teach the same thing. Each may be a different road, each may take a different turn and a different twist here or there, but they all lead to the same place. And you hear this also often in, in our schools, in our colleges especially. And so uh, we automatically know, though, with Jesus' statement that that cannot be true. Because with this one statement, Jesus puts Christianity in a class by itself. If the only path to God is through Jesus Christ, then you cannot reconcile Christianity with any other religion. So understand this, the uniqueness of Christianity is grounded and founded in the uniqueness of Jesus Christ himself. Think about this, other religious leaders, uh, other religious leaders say, follow me and I'll show you the way to salvation. But Jesus says, I am the way to salvation. Other religious leaders say, follow me and I'll show you how to find the truth. Jesus says, I am the truth. Other religious leaders say, follow me and I'll show you how you can live a meaningful life. But Jesus says, I am the life. And so even though I'm going to show you that Christianity is not a religion, let's assume for a moment that it was a religion. A predominant worldview of today says that all religions teach basically the same thing it would still be proven to be blatantly and patently untrue. Uh, the, the five major world religions differ significantly on this matter of salvation. You look at Hinduism. Hinduism worship, Hindus worship uh, more than 300 gods. Uh, Hindus, Hindu itself uh, identifies the chief problem of the human race as the failure to recognize that we're already divine beings and thus are sentenced to an endless cycle of, of birth, death, and rebirth. They say that the only way to break through the endless cycle is through spiritual development or, uh, of our, of our self-denial uh, and the practice of four types of yoga. Buddhism. Buddha uh, was at one time a follower of Hinduism himself. Uh, he decided to develop his own religion built on the premise that the basic problem of the human race is the desire for pleasure and status and the amenities of life. And so his solution was to enter into the state of rest called nirvana. You've heard that word before. And that's achieved by following what they call the Noble Eightfold Path. path. And so that's their direction to, to seeing salvation. Islam, 
uh, on the other hand, at least is monotheistic and worships Allah uh, as one God, but it teaches that if you want to go to heaven, you have to obey the laws of Allah and follow the fivefold path of salvation that's laid out in the Quran. And, and even then, you're not sure that you're going to make it. Judaism also claims that you have to worship one God and you have to obey God's law found in the Torah or the Hebrew Bible. So even though it's a different law, a different God, and a different book, that's the only path to righteousness. Christianity, though, is opposed to, to all the others and, and says it's not what we do for God. It's not what we earn from God that gives us salvation. It's that God has, is what he has done for us and he offers us as a gift what we, that, that we can receive uh, his salvation. So beyond all that, if religion could get you to heaven, then there's simply no explanation for the death of Jesus Christ. If it was all about your good works and all about the good things you could do, if it was about religion, there's no way, what was the purpose of Jesus dying on the cross then? And so it, it, didn't, it simply doesn't give an explanation to his death, nor the fact that he bothered to come to this earth to begin with. And it's because he did come and that he did live that perfect life and that he did die a perfect death that he could say, I am the way the truth and the life no one comes to the father except through me so the answer to the question how do you know christianity is true and all other religions are false is relatively simple because if jesus was who he said he was and he did what he said he did and you conclude therefore that christianity is true then at every point at which any other religion contradicts christianity that religion has to be false doesn't matter how religious you are if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. The second point I want us to see this morning is that we cannot lie on righteousness to get us to heaven. You can't rely on religion. You can't rely on righteousness. One of the predominant worldviews today also is, is that if there's a heaven, you simply earn your way there by good works while living a good life. So think about this. If God appeared to you today, and he was to ask you uh, the question, why should I let you into my heaven? How would you answer that question? If you're like the vast majority of people, regardless of what a religious affiliation uh, that you have, you would answer something along these lines, and you probably heard these kind of answers before. I've always tried to, or I have never, never done this or never done that. I've tried to do my very best, and then whatever. Understand this, it doesn't matter if you're talking to religious people or non-religious people. The majority of answers that you'll receive to that question always goes back to the person's attempt to live a good life. Why is that? Because the predominant worldview is that good people go to heaven. To most people, salvation is kind of like going down to Lowe's or going over to Home Depot. Uh, they like doing the do-it-yourself projects, and that's exactly the way a lot of people see salvation. They think they can do it themselves, that they can build, if you will, their own highway to God. They think that they can do this themselves. They think they can be good enough. They can be nice enough. Uh, they can give enough. They think they can go to church enough. They think they can get this done uh, without anybody's help, that they can build their own highway to heaven. That type of thinking reminds me of a, a proverb in Proverbs 14, verse 12, that says, there is a way that seems right to a man, 
but the end is the way of death. So here's the problem. If you try to build a highway to heaven with your own good works and your own righteousness, first, all you're building is a toll road. You have to pay your way as you go along, and you'll run out of road long before you ever get to heaven. You'll never do enough good works, if you will, to earn your way to there. Second, the road is going to be the wrong way. If you try to be good enough for God, you'll wind up not getting closer to God, but farther away from him because you can never be good enough for God. On the other hand, God's highway is a freeway. And I mean that literally. It is a free way. And it's going the right way. It's not a toll road uh, where you have to pay to get on. It's a freeway that's already been built. It's already been paid for by the precious blood of Jesus Christ. And anyone who trusts in him can get on it to go to heaven. The Bible can't make it plainer, any clearer than this. Notice what the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 8 and verse 9. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing, it is the gift of God. Not a result of works, so that no one may boast. You see, every other religion in the world is based on some type of righteousness. People doing good things to earn the good favor of God. They, they use the, the Tibetan prayer wheel. They go on pilgrimages. They give alms to the poor. They avoid eating certain foods. They perform a, a number of good deeds. They pray in a certain way. They go through a cycle of, uh, of what some would say reincarnation. Every other religion of the world is spelled D-O because they teach that you have to do something to work your way to God. Christianity isn't spelled do it's spelled D-O-N-E. It's already been done. Because Jesus Christ has already done what we need on the cross. He lived the perfect sinless life in your place. His righteousness is accounted to us when we trust in Jesus as our Lord and Savior. And that's why Jesus didn't say religion is the way to heaven or righteousness is the way to heaven or ritual is the way to heaven. Jesus said, I am the way to heaven. And that logically leads to the last consideration here, that we must rely on a relationship to get us to heaven. Listen to the last part of this statement again in verse 6. Verse 6, he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. But look particularly at the last statement he makes. No one comes to the Father. Doesn't say some, doesn't say a few. He says no one comes to the Father except through me. With that one statement, Jesus struck a fatal blow to the doctrine called universalism that says that all roads lead to heaven. That one way is just as good as another and that eventually everybody is going to wind up in the same place. Jesus never answered the question uh, about where. He answered the question about how. And the how is a who. He doesn't say, I will make a way. He said, I am the way. He doesn't say, I will teach truth. He says, I am the truth. He doesn't say, I will give you uh, life. He says, I am the life. 
Uh, you know, understand this. When your eyes see the jasper walls and the gates of pearl, it will be because of Jesus, not because of you. Uh, when, you're, when, you, when your feet walk on those streets of gold, it won't be because of you. It'll be because of Jesus. When your toes are dipped into that crystal river, it's because of Jesus. When your ears hear the sound of many waters, it's because of Jesus. When your voice begins to join with the redeemed of the ages, uh, shouting, worthy is the lamb that was slain. Heaven is ultimately thinking about one thing, Jesus. It's all about Jesus. John Piper in, God, in his book, God is the Gospel, uh, wrote this. He said, the critical question for our generation and for every generation is this. He said, if you could have heaven with no sickness and with all the friends that you've ever had on this earth, and all the food you ever liked, and all the leisure activities you ever enjoyed, and all the physical pleasures you ever tasted, and no human conflict or any natural disasters, which is what so many think heaven is about, could you be satisfied with heaven if Jesus wasn't there? There are six words that make this verse one of the most exclusive passages in the Bible. Notice what he said there again. He said, I am the way and the truth and the life. He said, no one comes to the Father except through me. It's the most exclusive passage in all of the Bible. And there's a reason why only Jesus Christ can be the only way to heaven. Between the human race and God stands a barrier called sin. There's a wall that has to be torn down. There's a gap that has to be bridged. There's an ocean that has to be crossed. And however you look at it, if, you're, if we're ever going to be reconciled with God, that sin has to be dealt with to God's literal satisfaction. So understand this, the problem for every single one of us in this world, the problem for every person here this morning is sin. The prognosis is this. We don't always like the prognosis that the doctor gives us when we go for the, the checkup, that he, he, we go and find out those things and he gives us the prognosis about what's going on. We don't like the prognosis. We don't like the prognosis of the Bible with our problem of sin because the prognosis for our sin is death and hell. The prescription, though, is, is only one. There's only one cure. The only way to deal with sin is God's way. And God's way is through his son, Jesus Christ, who lived a sinless life, who died a sacrificial death to pay for everything that we've ever done wrong in the past, in the present, or in the future. If there had been any other way for us to reach God, Jesus wouldn't have had to die. But the very fact that he did come and that he did live that perfect sinless life and that he did die on that cross shows us there was no other way that salvation could be achieved. Now we've already jumped ahead in the story a few weeks ago when we looked uh, to the garden prayer. As Jesus is praying in the garden, what does he say? He says to the Father, Father, if there's any other way, let this cup pass from me. But nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. See, even Jesus himself said, if there's any other way, and there was no other way. The only way for us to be reconciled to God is through Jesus Christ. His <clears throat> resurrection 
proved that he was who he said he was and that he did what he said he would do and that he gave the right to make this gave, all that gave him this right to make this narrow exclusive dogmatic but very true statement and so unlike any other religious leader who has ever lived Jesus Christ authenticated who he was by what he did he lived a perfect life he fulfilled lots of century-old prophecies made before he was ever born he performed miracles, he healed the sick, he raised the dead, and the ultimate clincher is he fulfilled his own prophecy by being raised from the dead himself. And that's why religion and Christianity are absolutely and totally different. Because understand, you can have religion without Jesus Christ, but you cannot have Christianity without Jesus Christ. You can be a Buddhist, without being Buddha or without knowing Buddha. You can be a Muslim without knowing Muhammad. You can be a Confucianist without knowing Confucius himself. But you cannot be a Christian without personally knowing Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior. So I make no apology when I say to you that Jesus Christ isn't a good way to heaven. He isn't some better way to heaven. He isn't even the best way to heaven. The Bible tells us he is the only way to heaven. And if you don't believe that, then you have a problem with Jesus Christ. If there is any other way to God than Jesus Christ, then that makes Jesus himself a liar, a fake, and a fraud. As a matter of fact, uh, if, there's no, if there's any other way to God, that's exactly what he was. But we, many of us who are here this morning, we have staked our eternal destiny on the fact that he wasn't a liar, that he wasn't a fake, that he wasn't a fraud. He was exactly who he said he was, the Son of God, who is the only way to heaven. And there's only one person that can save your soul. So understand this, when you leave this life, at the moment you die, you will enter into eternity. And if you intend to go to heaven, you better make sure that you take the one way, which is the only way, that'll get you there. And that is through Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you for your word this morning. Lord, thank you for this passage that Jesus reminds his disciples about what he is going to do and that you have gone to prepare a place for us. And that one day you are coming again. Lord, one day Jesus is going to come and the clouds of, uh, of glory, the trumpet's going to sound and all of the dead in Christ are going to rise first and then those who are alive and remain will join him in the air, those who know him as Lord and Savior. So Father, as we come to you in prayer this morning, we, we come to, to examine this truth that we have learned this morning, that there is no other way for us to go to heaven. There's no religion. There's no amount of righteousness that we could do to get ourselves there. It's only through the relationship that we can have through Jesus Christ, your son. So Father, I pray this morning that if there are those who are here or those who are watching online who have never trusted by faith in Jesus as their Lord and their Savior. <coughs> Father, I pray that they will call out to you right now and say, dear God, I know I have a problem 
of sin. And I need Jesus as my Savior. I believe he lived that perfect sinless life, died on the cross, was buried in the tomb, and arose on the third day. I profess it with my lips, but I believe it also in my heart that Jesus Christ was raised from the dead. Jesus, come into my heart and save me and help me to live for you all the days of my life. Father, if there is someone who's prayed something like that in their own words, even in their own heart, Lord, I, and they sincerely meant that, I pray, God, that you will uh, help them, Lord, to come forward this morning to make that public profession of their faith in Jesus and then to follow through in the waters of baptism. But, Father, I pray that you will uh, bring whoever needs to come this morning. There may be those of us who are believers here this morning. Father, that we maybe have not been sharing this message of the good news of the gospel with those around us. Maybe we've been scared of, of what the world says, that, that there's so many other ways and we didn't know how to answer all that. And yet we see right here in these six verses the answer, that Jesus is the way, the truth, the life, and that there's no way to get to the Father but through him. And so, Father, I pray to this morning, Lord, that, that you will help us to be uh, more bold and more assured in our conversations with people, to share with them the good news of the gospel, that there is a way, and it's not through religion, and it's not through our righteous deeds, it's only through Jesus. So, Father, I pray that we would repent of any sin in our hearts, maybe the failure to share with others the good news of the gospel, to share with them the love of Jesus Christ. And so, Father, I pray that we'll be more faithful than ever before, especially during this week of Bible school, as we share with kids, as we share with their parents uh, the good news of the gospel. And I pray that your will will be done in and through that. Lord, there may be others who you're stirring in their hearts to come to join this fellowship uh, as we seek to, to do the work that you've called us to do in sharing the gospel and discipling believers. And so, Father, I pray that, that there would be those who may come this morning during this invitation to join our fellowship also. So, Lord, may your will be done. We give this invitation to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Brother Mike, come and lead us in our hymn of invitation. If you will. Would you stand as we sing for each other?
Ms. Rima has an announcement, please. Jumping out of Jack in the box. Um, just a reminder, if you're on the missions ministry team, we're going to meet just briefly down here by the organ for just a few minutes to set up a future meeting. Want to remind our congregation we're still in the midst of collecting for Changed Lives, the baby bottle campaign for the Life Choices Pregnancy Center here in Coffee County. If you're collecting those coins and cash, uh, we will be doing those through um, Father's Day, which is two weeks from today. So we'd like to have those bottles in that day. If you're not going to be here, please have them to the church office by the first of that week because we'll be getting them to the center the week of following Father's Day. So thank you for your participation. It really does change lives. Brittany? Good morning. Um, first, yesterday we had our kickoff for VBS, so thank you to everybody that came and joined us for that. It was a great um, event. If you haven't and would like to, you can still uh, pre-register for VBS or you can register in person um, tomorrow evening. Uh, as we go into this week, we ask for your prayers um, for all of our volunteers and the children that we'll be teaching that it's a blessing both for them and for us as volunteers um, and that Hopefully, we can plant a seed and change some lives. Thank you. Yep. Well, good morning, church. Real quick, um, we need a, some we need some strong people to help us uh, lift this pulpit and some benches off the platforms for worship, so we can decorate the uh, stage up here for VBS. So uh, we just need few strong men to do that or um, also I'm reading my notes here from what I was told okay so also next week uh, you will be sharing about camp so be here for that as well as we were going to do it this week but we forgot to give notice last week um, we're gonna be taking up a love offering for Central Kid kids uh, after the service next week and so uh, uh, they head off to camp actually in two weeks so um, if you haven't turned those waivers in, please get those in as soon as you can. And um, also, uh, please be open to, to give whatever the Lord may lead you to do for uh, Centra Kid. Um, so, also, I think since Pastor Jim's head off to SBC, be praying for him as he heads off and, uh, shortly after VBS. And I think uh, Brother Johnny's going to bring our message, right? Uh, no, no. All right. I guess I got confused. Maybe it was Rick Miller. I couldn't remember. So, we were looking forward to that. Thanks. Does anyone else have any announcement this morning? One announcement. I would encourage you, if you want to stay updated, please read all the announcements that are in the bulletin. And one that is not in there is for the next two weeks, there will not be any choir practice. Does anyone else have anything to say? Okay, please join me in a word of prayer, please. Our most gracious and heavenly Father, as we humbly come to you in prayer this morning, we. Just thank you once again for this Lord's Day and for all our many, many blessings. We just thank you for each person here this morning for this special time of worship and sharing with one another. May we take this time to lift up our many prayer concerns that we may have shared with other people this morning and certainly those that we hold in our heart, Heavenly Father. 
And also, as we share these prayer concerns, may we lift up our prayer that for our nation, may we pray for our nation each and every day, may we pray for our church each and every day, and pray for each other each and every day. And as we close in prayer, Heavenly Father, we just want to thank you so very, very much for the privilege of prayer, the power of prayer, and for you hearing our prayers. For it is in Christ's holy name we do pray. Amen.